fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market, laissez-faire, capitalist society, allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right it is. Welcome into the program. It is a pre-Friday celebration already. The week has flown right on by after the shortened week with Memorial Day on Monday. And we are back at it, ready to rock and roll for another one. I'm almost, almost starting to feel bad for the other side of the aisle. Obviously, that's not necessarily the case. I kind of smirk a little bit. But when they're in control, I feel bad for them to make such bad decisions to make decisions for us because I feel bad for us at the end of the day. So all in all, I do feel bad for the Democrats, but yet things continue to crumble in front of their eyes. And I have to admit, in the world of politics, I have never seen so much apologizing and oops we made a mistake we didn't focus on issues like we should have we didn't handle the issue appropriately beforehand we didn't actually take it serious enough to deal with it before it got out of hand before i've never seen so much apologetic policies before because you don't apologize in politics you don't you can change your opinion you can morph you can adapt you can evolve on different issues, but you never apologize because when you apologize in the world of politics, you show weakness. And when you show weakness, then I take that back because they're not really apologizing. They're making excuses, but they're admitting that they were wrong. And again, just like with apologizing, you never do that in the world of politics. We've had two now in the last two days of really acceptance from the Democrats that they've done wrong, which I guess when you get backed into a corner and you try to divert by creating other scenarios and other disasters and other issues for people to try and focus on, but yet that continues to implode as well when you create issues and you try to solve them by being the great white Gandalf riding on the great white horse to solve the issues, then you fall flat on your face again. After a while... People stop to listen to you. They don't listen to you anymore. It's the boy who cried wolf one too many times where you just don't pay attention to them. So they have to build up some type of credibility. And the only way they know how to do that right now is to apologize to a degree. Not really apologize again, but accept that they didn't do enough and accept that they allowed the situation to happen and then not apologize for it, but make more excuses. So that way we continue to believe them. Very weird situation. Welcome into the show. This is The Voice Reason. I am Andy Hoosier, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station. Bottom of the hour, we have Drew Allen, host of the Drew Allen Show podcast. Always look forward to having him on the show. Uh, it's always fun to chat with him. He'll talk about some of the latest current events. Yes, we will get into the shooting out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Another sad, tragic event. Four individuals died from what I've seen so far, and police ended up taking this individual out. But we'll talk about some of those details. Just another you know, notch in the belt for the Democrats to say, hey, let's propose gun legislation because, well, obviously it happened in a state like Oklahoma, which we just literally last week talked with uh, Don Spencer, the president of the OK2A organization, the Oklahoma Second Amendment association he came on the show on friday last week and talked about the two-way issues how pro second amendment the state of oklahoma is and why we don't see many shootings going on in oklahoma so what's the reasoning for this one and did gun legislation fail 
or was it just a bad guy doing really crazy, stupid stuff that got away doing bad, crazy, stupid stuff? We'll talk about that in the details of that shooting here in just a little bit on why the progressives, like usual, are completely off base with promoting gun legislation in that situation. So we'll do that. We have... Uh, yesterday, we talked about Secretary of the Treasury Yellen talking about her, oops, we didn't really take uh, inflation seriously in time, and that's why we're in the situation that we're in today with 8.5% inflation rates, why 25% of those that were planning to retire this year are not going to be retiring this year because they can't afford to retire thanks to the high inflation rates and high cost of well, everything. And then they're like, oh, sorry, our bad, but it's not our fault. Well, um, look, I, I think I was wrong then about um, the path that inflation um, would take. As I mentioned, there have been unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted uh, energy and food prices. And There's just been things in the market. It's just been just a bottleneck. Things have been really tight. So I'm sorry, it's not our fault, but we just didn't see this coming. Of course, acknowledging and she said she's sorry which is again acknowledging failure in politics is a bad thing if you remember ted cruz just a few months ago when he had uh made the comment that the january 6th protesters in washington dc were domestic terrorists then he tried to backtrack that because he's like no i didn't mean everybody there that were protesting i meant the ones that were attacking law enforcement agents because just like black lives matter and everybody else that when they attack law enforcement they are domestic terrorists and they're causing havoc and we don't want that and he backtracked that a little bit and he said he was sorry and the left obliterated him even the right obliterated him for that comment uh mitt romney if you remember when he ran for president, going from the governor of Massachusetts to running for president, he had changed his tone quite a bit on health care. After starting a universal health care system for the state of Massachusetts, then he goes up and he's like, I don't believe in Obamacare. I don't support universal health care. That doesn't happen. I evolved. I'm sorry that I believed in that before. You don't do that. in politics. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't because you should. If you make a mistake, you should say you're sorry. The problem is that politicians don't say it genuinely, sir. We don't believe them half the time, which is why we're in the situation that we're in. So while we had Yellen apologize yesterday, today we had Joe Biden apologize for not recognizing the shortage on baby formula early enough to do something about it. Now, again, again, he's not apologizing for the real issues out there. He's just apologizing for something to show a little bit of remorse, a little bit of emotion, a little bit of sentiment. So that way people say, "Okay, he's a genuine guy. They made a mistake. They're trying to fix this right now. They're doing the emergency declaration. They're shipping in with a military plane that's flying and it unloads. And there it is, a whole bunch of baby formula. We save the day, baby. Again, Gandalf riding on the great white horse coming out to save the city from the big dragon things that were out there you know the scene that i'm talking about uh yeah that's what they're trying to be right now they create the scenario and then they will end up be the great saving grace for us to come in and say oh thank you oh great government for doing what you can to take care of us that's what we're seeing today which the fact that they're apologizing and they're recognizing the fault means that they are in such a bad desperate state that they don't know what else to do Creating new disasters and new emergencies for people to go into panic mode isn't working any longer because the policies that they're trying to propose to solve those disasters and emergencies that they created are failing, exposing more of their flawed policies to run for a general election in the midterms coming up later on this year. They don't know how to handle these issues. Then we see the leaked oops that wasn't supposed to be leaked 
coming out today on two different messages. Obviously, the beginning of June, we are in the beginning of now the LGBTQ Pride Month because that apparently is the most important thing on the face of the earth. And now every business out there has gone woke and we all have to show our pride for the LGBTQ community this month. And every business is now coming out doing that. But then also, they've taken it a step further, which if you want any more proof than this, I don't know what to tell you. When we say Democrats and progressives and socialists and liberals, ideologically, not the party itself, well, the party itself, because it embraces the ideology pretty much to a T, which is why the moderates in the in the, in the, the moderate middle of the road Democrats have no place in the Democrat Party any longer. When we say that the Democrats and through liberal and progressive ideology are the racists, are the segregationists, are the former slave owners, are the ones that create identity politics. If you're on the other side of the aisle and you're like, Andy, that is a bold, very brass statement to make, you're damn right it is. And if you need any more proof positive than this, this is the way to do it, according to BreitbartNews.com. Andy, that's a right-wing organization. They're just reporting the news that no one else wants to cover because there has been a leaked release of California and a bill... That has been working in in the state of California, 500 pages worth that include reparations for African-Americans, but that also include the separation of black schools, a resegregation in our public education system. Hey, hey, I'm not advocating for it. In fact, I think that's the dumbest idea in the entire world, but that's what they're proposing in the Democrat liberal run state of California. The state of California, according to Breitbart, which entered the union back in 1850 as a free state, has now issued the 492 page interim report recommending that the state pay reparations for slavery and for other acts of racial injustice nationally and locally over the last two centuries. Now, what they say, and they went through, I guess, the long part of this discussion in the state of California was really, do they pay every individual or a person of color, quote unquote, or do you have to go in and actually prove that you were direct, a direct descendant from a slave in some way, shape or form, which if that's the case, I don't know how you prove that stuff unless you have like a document, an affidavit. I, so-and-so, was a descendant of a slave back in the day. Ultimately, I guess they went for the more narrowed focus, which I think is, I mean, if you're going to do it, go with anybody that has any type of dark skin. And then you get into the blendings, like, you know, the 50-50s that they hated, by the way. So now it makes their job more difficult for reparations in some way, shape, or form, where you're a half or you're a, you're a quarter African-American now because you're just not a pure blood according to what they want apparently nowadays. So I don't know how they define the lines on when you get a reparation and when you don't get a reparation. I would also go to the extent that the vast majority of social programs are going towards the minority communities in inner cities that already are struggling with that glass ceiling that keep them there, but that's not enough. So we need to do other reparations to openly say, you know, hey, you may be the third, fourth, fifth generation of a descendant from a slave. We're sorry. Here's this, even though you had nothing to do with it. Doesn't make any sense to me, but that's what progressives are doing in California. Well done. But within the writing, deep down in, it also talks about schools. The interim report also proposes the creating of a separate system of publicly funded black schools described as, quote, from the bill, African-American and African freedmen Owned and controlled K-12 schools, colleges, and universities, trade, and professional schools. 
the funding. So they're getting this money from reparations in California. They already passed it. They already have it. They're looking into what to do with this money. They're looking at giving it to individuals. You know, a nice stimulus check because that does so much to the community. Hey, here's a one-time payment. Thanks for your service. We appreciate it. Sorry for the bad stuff we've done in the past. But the rest of it's going towards a school system, which, by the way, is banned because in the state constitution from the state of California, that that actually prohibits any type of discrimination within the public school system based on race or sexual orientation or religious beliefs or whatever else that they have in there for the non-discrimination bills. But they're saying now, thanks for that. We're just going to create our own schools based on this funding for black owned schools for black students in the state of California for resegregation. Now, I ask again, other side of the aisle, liberals, progressives, and I know you listen to the show because I get your hate mail emails all the time for being a racist, for being a horrible white supremacist, for being a hate talk radio host, as does every other talk show host out there. It's just the norm. If you're a talk show host, you are automatically labeled as fill in the blank all the way down the list, and you get labeled as that and threatened for it and called out for it every single day, whatever. What more proof do you need that liberals and progressives and Democrats are the ones that like to divide, that want to create hatred between the two sides. Because remember, if you're not blended together, then you're segregated, which means you don't understand the other side. Which means, again, ignorance breeds fear, fear breeds hatred, hatred breeds activism, and activism creates the ongoing tension with identity politics that Democrats oh so love. You want to segregate them while calling yourselves not racists and calling the other side racist while isolating individuals just based on their skin color with your own funding for your own schools and then saying, no, we're not racist at all. Not sure if that makes any sense to anybody else except for the ones in the radical loony left, but hey, you know what? Welcome to 2022. That's the world that we live in. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here reminding you not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. Here you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Bring some reason into your day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right it is. Welcome back into the program. 24 minutes past the hour. Thanks for hanging out with us today on a pre-Friday celebration. So we have California that's gone absolutely to the loony bin right now with their reparations bill with the segregated black schools while trying to claim that progressives and left-wingers are not racist in any way, shape, or In fact, it's the Republicans that are the racists. We're just going to isolate ourselves and segregate over here so that way we don't have a mingling of different communities. We don't have a mingling of individuals. We wouldn't want to have to mingle with people of a different skin color now, would we? We wouldn't want to have to mingle with someone with a different culture or with a different religion or with a different viewpoint on the world so we can discuss them. It's really started to go down that road all over the place. I mean, Washington, D.C., Republicans, Democrats don't even talk to each other anymore. They have their caucus. We have our caucus. We go to our restaurants and bars. They go to their restaurants and bars. They very rarely talk to each other, which is what's created now such a division there to where we have AOCs that can literally go out and say any stupid thing that they want to. And people are just like, yeah, yeah that sounds great. All right. It's lunacy. But I'm telling you, these social issues, this is the distraction of a major, I mean, this is the Achilles heel of the United States. You want to see the U.S. go down, then focus on social issues. We have reparations in segregated schools. You know what? Uh, stupid California, to hell with you. We want nothing to do with that policy. Uh, we have right now the Democrats in such a bad shape that the latest uh, anticipation for Obamacare premiums, anybody on Obamacare, the health care system that's like terrible and horrible? premiums for that because of inflation and because of how bad the government can operate things remember they're not business owners they don't know how to operate a business their own system premiums are set to spike by 53 percent over the next year what what According to Breitbart News, Democrats are in total control of the federal government and the 13 million Obamacare recipients that are about to receive the 53 percent premium increase oh yeah. So now we have their own system that was supposed to help individuals get too expensive for individuals. It's almost like, and I hate to use a private sector company for this, but they become so big that they've kind of done this whole thing anyways because they just don't care anymore. They're so big that there's nothing we can do. Kind of like the three-tiered system of Walmart. If you know anything about Walmart's prices, when they first come into a market, they come in, they open up their building, they, they set the prices super low. Super, I mean, super low to where you go in there and you're like, there's no way I can pass this deal up. Drives out all the small business in a community. And I'm talking like small communities here, small mom and pop shops, you know, a community of a couple thousand, few, you know, a couple ten thousands of people, not large cities. They come in, they set the prices super low to where you have to go and get it because you would be stupid not to purchase the goods at that price. They drive out a large portion of the small mom and pop goods and uh, goods and stores and shops. 
Then they set it up to the B rate to where it's about the same as what they had. And by the third rate, once every all the competition's gone, then they set it up to whatever price they want because now that's the only place to get that thing. And, I mean, I guess it's a decent, smart business model for them. It's up to us, the consumer, to say, yeah, no, I'm just going to go shop and support the local business and the local mom-and-pop shop. Well, government can do that, and government is doing that. The problem is, is that we can't choose later not to buy the government option when the government has driven out the private sector completely and has regulations over the private sector and completely controls the industry. Healthcare, the prime example of that. They came in super cheap under Obama. The Obamacare, the premium, I guess I take that back. It wasn't. They said it was cheap. It wasn't really cheap. They said it was going to be better. It wasn't better. They said it was going to be uh, more affordable. It wasn't more affordable. In fact, it just drove out any of the private sector companies with competition that could actually keep prices low and quality high. That's what government does. Now we have a 53% spike on premiums for individuals on Obamacare and for the government to be like, hey, sorry, it's all we can do. And guess what? You can't find another option in your community. Or if you do, it's very little, and it's going to be really expensive because they drove out all the competition in the market. While they openly admit, by the way, Joe Biden even said this with the Internet connectivity as they're trying to give away free goodies for the Internet to pay for your free Internet, the competition actually drives down prices. So after they killed off the industry, now they're jacking up your price because of the government spending in the deficit, and you're supposed to say, thank you, government. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media. When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right you are. Welcome back into the show. Halfway through already, it plays right on by. Fastest hour of radio on radio. I don't care what anybody says. Multiple radio stations, live streaming, podcasting, TV, wherever you're watching, listening. Welcome aboard. We appreciate you very, very much. By the way, just a programming note reminder for you, our newsletter, a monthly newsletter that comes out at the beginning of each month. That is coming out on Monday next week, Monday morning at like 6 a.m. So you can't wait till Monday to sign up. You need to sign up now or over the weekend, and that newsletter will come out. It's always good stuff. We always get a few new people that jump on each each month, and we appreciate that very much. Go to HoosierReason.com, H-O-O-S-E-R, Reason.com. And we have our monthly blog on there, which, by the way, is usually an op-ed that comes out with the OpsLens website, which we do our video streaming online and on their website at OpsLens.com, O-P-S-E-R. 
L-E-N-S.com, and their app as well. But uh, usually our blog turns into an op-ed opinion piece for them. I'm not a writer. I've never been a writer. And in uh, school, I was always the math guy, and then I was horrible at spelling and writing. I was hor- horrible at grammar. The only way I did well in grammar and in math or in English was when I, in high school, I took an English class with a uh, one of my teachers. We called him Browner. He was one of the greatest teachers that I had had in high school. He was absolutely amazing. He was extremely conservative. At that time, he had had the pictures of the purple fingers. If you remember from the Iraqis that voted for the first time in a, in a democratic process, he had pictures of that all over. He had pictures of when we captured Saddam Hussein. Like he was, he didn't care about his politics being known by the students. And he had these, if you remember, and I got to find the paper. He had these comma rules. Like there were literally five comma rules on how to use a comma and where to use a comma in a sentence. Now, I couldn't remember on how to apply it while writing a sentence, but you do it in the math regurgitated memorization form, word for word, and I got it down, baby. I had that down pat. So, long story short, I've figured out how to write a little bit, I guess. So, you can read that blog. You can read other stuff that we have on there, uh, different things of what's come up, coming up on the show, what we've done on the show for the last month, uh, the latest with the Hoosier Media Network, and a heck of a lot more, all in the free newsletter. We don't spam you a whole lot. It's just a once-a-month email that you can get. Just go to HoosierReason.com and sign up. Become a Hoosier your holic and we'll get that sent out to you on the line let's shift gears a little bit and what's trending let's do this thing what's trending today happy to have this guy back on the show as there is a lot to talk about and a lot of things uh going on obviously with the latest shooting down in tulsa with issues with the biden administration and war but when isn't there he's the host of the drew allen show drew thomas allen drew allen show podcast it's drew allen himself drew what's going on brother how you doing Oh, hey, it's good to be with you, Andy. Give yourself more credit, too. You're a pretty good writer, I got to say. Uh, well, I appreciate that. I've never, I've hated writing. I've never liked to write. I I try some of the, like, transcribing, I like the voice-to-text thing, and that just annoys me because I do a lot of rambling, so that doesn't really help either. So it, it's hard to go from the radio side where you do ramble a little bit to, like, let's condense this down into a writing piece and make it somewhat legible. <laughs> Oh, no, 100%, you know, and, and for me, I started as a columnist, and then I got into podcasting, and it's different parts of the brain, it really is, I mean, yeah. it's a, it, it, it can be painful even for me uh, with these columns, but anyway... Yeah, glad to have you on the radio. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. It's it's always good to have you on here, and we always enjoy your podcast as well. Let's talk about some of these issues uh, first and foremost. I had some fun with this earlier in the show. I don't know if you heard or not, but there has been a few apologies and acceptance of defeat and failure in the realm of politics, which is unheard of. Drew, we don't hear politicians uh, acknowledging defeat, acknowledging making a mistake, and now acknowledging doing something wrong, or even apologizing for it. Uh, Joe Biden obviously apologizing or acknowledging that he should have focused on the baby formula shortage earlier before it got to this point. Then the Secretary of the Treasury, Yellen, coming out and saying, yeah, we probably should have paid more attention to inflation. Well, um, look, I I think I was wrong then about um, the path that inflation um, would take. As I mentioned, there have been unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted uh, energy and food prices and um, supply bottlenecks. <laughs> so, you know, I, we should have focused on it earlier, but it's not our fault because there's supply bottlenecks going on right now. But the fact that they even admitted failure, that's kind of odd for politics, isn't it? It, it is odd. I mean, I've been saying for a long time, you know, with, with a lot of this stuff, I mean, you and I know what they're actually up to. I mean, they're miscreants. Um 
but you know, just come out and have a little humility. Now they, they're not apologizing, of course, right? They're just acknowledging that they they didn't know or they made a mistake. I mean, in Biden's case, I, honestly, I, I think this is one of the biggest stories that's not going to get covered the way it ought to be. But you have have Biden basically saying, well, he 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 didn't he didn't know that we had a issue or that it was severe uh, with regards to the baby formula crisis, even though the companies like Abbott were saying that it was a severe issue. So his, his administration was saying, oh, yeah, we've been working on this for months. And he's saying, well, I didn't even know until April it was bad. So he's revealed himself not to be in control and not even to have a clue about what's going on in this country. And, of course, they don't really care about the baby formula crisis because that's not a crisis they can weaponize to their benefit, right? Mm-hmm. It's gun control. It's, uh, it's everything else, white supremacy, whatever it is. But, but baby starving, really not at the top of their agenda. Yeah, they want to be able to, I mean, they're obviously promoting the abortion issue, so they want to be able to kill them off so that way we don't have a, a baby food shortage. I mean, is that what we're trying to get at here with the Democrat platform? Well, you know, that, that's what they say about <laughs> us, right? I mean, they, they, they're, they're so absurd. They say, oh, yeah, we want more babies born so we can murder them. You know, I mean, these people have no morals whatsoever. And really, they're the ones contributing to the psychological, mental uh, crisis illness crisis in this country with their rhetoric and everything else yeah that is very true we have seen now the platform set they didn't have anything to run on as we've talked about so many times on this show they had nothing to run on over the last year on policy they passed the infrastructure bill which is a disaster and pete judge even said we don't know how to get all this money out to the states based on their needs and what's going on here so that's been a disaster outside of that bill immigration still a failure Foreign policy still a failure on two major pullouts and major issues uh, with uh, international conflicts. Inflation's at an all-time high with 8.5%. Gas prices are at an all-time high. They have nothing to run on except for the latest emergencies and disasters, which is a shooting, two shootings now, which creates a push for gun control, the leaked opinion piece from the Supreme Court for the abortion issue, and now the LGBTQ thing that's going on in the schools and with LGBTQ Pride Month. That's all they have. I mean, am I missing something? Do they have any other platform to run on right now? No, they have literally nothing right now. Um, I mean, all of these crises, you know, I mean, obviously not really producing any real solutions to gun control or inflation or anything else. But, of course, they're trying to distract us uh, from all the, the issues like the gas prices, um, that are affecting every American's life and which people are more likely to be focused on with regards to why they're voting and what they're voting for. And frankly, it's voting against Democrats. But, you know, what I think is remarkable is you have Biden who says there's nothing he can do about gun control. There's nothing, I'm sorry, there's nothing he can do about inflation. There's nothing he can do about gas prices. There's nothing he can do about anything, apparently, except he, he can pass a law and solve the the mass shooting problem it's amazing yeah it is amazing i mean now we have the shooting uh in tulsa oklahoma that happened yesterday four individuals dead they don't know i don't know i forget whether they shot him or whether he turned the gun on himself but between the school shooting now with 19 students dead and two teachers down in texas in uvalde texas and now the four individuals dead in tulsa oklahoma joe biden said this i guess i remember Constitution, the Second Amendment was never absolute. You couldn't buy a cannon when the Second Amendment was back. You couldn't go out and purchase a lot of weapons. And those who, not many are saying anymore, but there was a while there where people were saying that, you know, the tree of liberty is water with the blood of patriots, and what we have to do is have to be able to take on the government when they're wrong. 
Well, to do that, you need an F-15, you know? You need a Abrams tank. I mean, so it's just... I, I, say, I, think, think, I, I think things have gotten so bad that everybody's getting more rational about it. At least that's my hope. All right, so the audio was a little bad there, but for those that couldn't hear that, what did he say? Uh, so he said that, in his opinion, that he remembers, remember here, remember, according to Joe Biden, remember, that the Constitution and the Second Amendment are not absolute because you couldn't go out and buy a cannon during the Revolution time when we wrote the Constitution, which is blatantly untrue because actually the majority of the private sector and citizens were the ones that owned the cannons, which is why when the uh, when the British tried to take away cannons, that was one of the reasons that actually sparked the Revolutionary War. So he doesn't understand his history, but I mean, Drew, the Constitution and the Second Amendment are not absolute, which is why we have eight different gun bills floating in Congress right now. Well, he sounds like Katanji Brown Jackson, right? I mean, she doesn't believe in the Constitution. She doesn't believe... Uh, that we actually have unalienable rights either. But, you know, that, that should be actually alarming to all the American citizenry. The fact that not everyone is up in arms, not literally, uh, uh, that he would say that the Constitution of the Second Amendment is not absolute just shows how indoctrinated this nation has, has become. Um, because they absolutely are absolute, and we're living in a, a kind of a post-constitutional republic, I've said for a long time anyway, and I'm not the first to say it, but the fact that they limit gun uh, magazine capacity and things like that, I mean, that shows that people have already kind of adopted this, this, this Second Amendment is not absolute situation. I mean, what's to stop them? You know, if they can limit uh, capacity, they come after 9mm handguns, they come after this handgun. Look, this is, this is actually mimicking what they did with COVID-19, by the way. Yeah. 15 days to slow the spread. Just give it up and then you never get it back. Just give up 9mm handguns. Just give up the AR-15, which stands for Armalite, not assault rifle, and, uh, and, and then they'll be done, right? That's not true. And, and he's a liar. And frankly, the Revolutionary War, to your point, was sparked when the British, the Redcoats, went to Lexington and Concord and tried to seize uh, the arms because they were trying to preserve peace. The same thing today. Yeah. It really is. We're talking with Drew Allen. Drew Thomas Allen is the website. You can go check out his social media, the Drew Allen Show podcast, as well. Let's take a break here. we got to take a hard break. When we come back, I want to continue this conversation because now with eight bills up there, including the expansion of the red flag laws, expansion of background checks, they're saying, like you said, just give them up and it will go away. When we know that's not the truth, we're seeing history repeat itself and it's getting a little scary. Also... We're two days into the new month that is the apparently most important month ever. It is LGBTQ Pride Month, and businesses all of a sudden are all just woke, trying to pander to that crowd. We'll do that when we come back here on The Voice Reason. Stay here. With Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at network at gmail.com. Again, that's network at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I I really wish the audio was better for that clip from Biden because we could really break that down and break it down to a million different pieces. There was a comment on the live feed, listener Scott, that he'd say that he really say that we need F-15s and nukes to fight the government. So here's the thing. Back in the day, yeah. There was the letter written, and Drew, you can attest to this as well, that Thomas Jefferson wrote that really anywhere between however long, 20, 30, 40, 100 years, that we need to hit the reset button on government because of how corrupt government actually gets. And he advocated for that, which is why the private citizens were supposed to have firearms that were the same as the military, because that's what makes the fear of the government keep them in check. So that way they don't get overthrown in that sense. Unfortunately, we have given so much power to the federal government that now they're anywhere between 300 to 500 years advanced in the government and in the military compared to what's available in the private sector. So when we talk about drones and nukes, and, and, and fighter jets and everything else that uh, they have taken a far leap ahead of us while they're telling us that we need to go back to like using single bullet muskets <laughs> and uh, black powder rifles because they don't want us to have any. Now, I think the 8 billion rounds of ammunition and close to 400, fire, uh, 400 million firearms in the country still makes them shaky at their boots, which is why they're pushing this so hard. But there is a big divide between what's available to the general public and consumers now and the federal government, isn't there? Yeah, well, of course there is. I mean, automatic weapons, for example, are banned. You know, private citizens not permitted to have one of those. You certainly can't buy a cannon anymore. Um, but uh, no, I mean, th- this is the this is the thing that they want to ignore. They want to rewrite history. They don't want the American people to understand why we have a Second Amendment because it scares them, right? I mean, it, it's it's the, the reason we have the Second Amendment, of course, is if the other amendments fail, it's kind of the uh, quote unquote nuclear option. That's why we have it. And the founding fathers understood that. And look, other people have made the point. I mean, imagine if six million Jews during the Holocaust had been armed. Yeah, it would have been a little bit harder to load them into boxcars. But we have naivete in this country. American people, unfortunately, uh, for so long, have believed that the types of tyranny and totalitarianism experienced everywhere else in the world could never come here. But um, that's happening right now, and they're not even being secretive about it. I mean, they're, they're saying it right in the open. 
Well, and as you mentioned in the in the last segment, is that they did the testing waters with COVID on how far we would go with the masking, with the vaccines, with the pushing for quote unquote misinformation in uh, in this field. And if you say something against it, they're going to shut you down and isolate you to where you can't promote that idea in the general public because they don't want you to. So that was the testing waters, and now they're using it and branching it out to every political issue to really censor and control on a vast scale we got just a couple minutes left here but i want to shift gears obviously now we're in the month of june lgbtq pride month drew that's the most exciting thing out there isn't it and now all the companies going woke like to an extreme including nascar who has apologized now for texas governor greg abbott waving the green flag at the latest event because of him pushing for a bill that would ban the use of hormones and forced home hormones onto minors in public schools who want to go through the transition and because of that nascar says they're pushing to be inclusive their post as we celebrate lgbtq plus communities we acknowledge this recent action is not aligned with nascar's mission to be a welcoming sport for all we remain steadfast in our commitment to create a more inclusive environment in our workplaces and at the racetrack and in the stands so because the governor of texas waved the green flag they have to apologize because that was anti-woke of them and they need to appeal to the crowd well and of course the majority of nascar i don't think it uh i don't think i need to do a scientific study but the majority of the nascar crowd of course would agree with abbott would 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 actually uh, condemn of course providing young children with you know hormone therapies to pursue the impossible dream of changing your gender. Um, I don't know what happened to these companies, these organizations. I mean, the pressure, uh, it's not coming from the American people. This is like the transgenderism stuff is not popular with the American people. Yeah. It's actually a losing issue for Democrats. And so it's very odd to me that somebody like NASCAR would come in and, and take the side of the radical fringe minority in this country. It's very bizarre unless they're just convinced uh, by Democrats and, you know, Twitter or social media where they pretend and make it seem like, uh, you know, that they're popular. But, of course, conservatives, Republicans, you know, we, we don't we don't fight like they do. We don't we don't go after them and try and destroy them if they don't take our position. Yeah, it's strange, especially like you said, NASCAR. I know NASCAR has gone slightly to the left, but this is taking it to another level. And I don't think they quite understand their demographic any longer because whether they want to believe it or not, it's the good old boys, gun-toting, Bible-thumping, traditional-valued individuals that go to NASCAR races. And for them to come out with a statement like this against a Republican governor that the majority of their followers believe, I think is a bad move on them. But the self-destruction continues in the private sector. Drew Allen, always good to talk to you, brother. It's uh, we got to get you back on here again soon. You too. Looking forward to it. Thanks, brother. Hey, always a pleasure. Drew Thomas Allen, Drew Allen Show Podcast. Go and check it out. Until then, we'll have him back on the show. Back at it tomorrow for a Friday to get you set for another weekend. Until then, this is The Voice Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government, censorship, and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on 
religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course, yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media.